O thou that hearest when sinners cry, though all my crimes before thee lie. Behold them not with angry look, but blot their memory from thy book. Welcome to In the Bullpen, Up and Ready, a ministry of developing contenders. The call has come. You need to get up and ready now. And look who's coming up. High fly ball into right field. She is gone. Imagine a friend coming to you to address grievous sins you committed months ago. You have no idea that's why he's coming to you, because you thought you were in the clear. You thought you had covered your tracks. But then your friend tells you a story and you get fired up with indignation. And his response to your moral indignation? You are the man. Now imagine you have the power and ability to silence your friend forever and virtually no concerns about the earthly consequences from men. Doing so would likely put an end to ever being found out. What do you do? Ultimately, there are only two possibilities. Break or be broken. Reject or repent. It's the difference between a profession of faith and possessing saving faith. Hear now Psalm 51 for the choir director, a psalm of David, when Nathan the prophet came to him after he had gone in to Bathsheba. Be gracious to me, O God, according to your loving kindness. According to the greatness of your compassion, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against you, you only, I have sinned, and done what is evil in your sight, so that you are justified when you speak, and blameless when you judge. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin my mother conceived me. Behold, you desire truth in the innermost being, and in the hidden part you will make me know wisdom. Purify me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. Make me to hear joy and gladness. Let the bones which you have broken rejoice. Hide your face from my sins, and blot out all my iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Restore to me the joy of your salvation." and sustain me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your ways, and sinners will be converted to you. Deliver me from blood guiltiness, O God, the God of my salvation. Then my tongue will joyfully sing of your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips, that my mouth may declare your praise. For you do not delight in sacrifice, otherwise I would give it. You are not pleased with burnt offering. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. By your favor, do good to Zion. Build the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will delight in righteous sacrifices, in burnt offering and whole burnt offering. Then young bulls will be offered on your altar. In this psalm of repentance, King David clearly understands and teaches that there is no other plea to be made for our sin than that Jesus died, 
and that he died for me. In verses 1 and 2, he declares, There is no plea but in Yahweh's grace and mercy. David pleads for forgiveness because of God's grace and mercy. In verses 3 through 5, no plea but in acknowledging our sin. David confessed his sin with conviction and contrition. He made no excuses. He offered no complaints. He didn't claim to be a victim, but understood he was a rebellious sinner against the thrice holy Lord. In verse 6, he says there is no plea but in the heart of the matter. He does not engage in mere external action, but his repentance comes from the very core of his being. In verses 7 through 12, there is no plea but in the sovereign work of our triune God. David makes a string of petitions asking the Lord to purify and wash him, to blot out his iniquities, to give him a clean heart. But even when we plea correctly, even when we receive forgiveness for our sins, it doesn't guarantee that the consequences of our sin will be eliminated, and they were not for David. But the psalm ends in verses 13 through 17 with an expression of gratitude and an act of worship. Gratitude and worship by the one who has a broken and contrite heart, the one who has been delivered from blood guiltiness, the one who had the kind of heart and was the kind of person that the Lord does not despise. I cannot be a Nathan to you. I cannot address your particular sins. But I can say with confidence, you are the man as it regards being a sinner, as it regards being guilty of doing what is evil in God's sight. Will you reject this admonition? Or will you repent? Nothing in my hand I bring. Simply to thy cross I cling. Naked, come to thee for dress. Helpless, look to thee for grace. Foul, I to the fountain fly. Wash me, Savior, or I die. Get your eyes up, fixed on Jesus, the author and perfecter of faith, and be ready to deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow him.